Welcome back to the Gold to Gold podcast, man. Week three of the NFL season coming around, episode number four. Here with Tyler, Alex. Sir. You already know this episode, we're going to cover week two, uh, how we did on our predictions, hot or not. This is segment number two for that. And then we'll go ahead, week three, break down our picks. Starting off week two. I'm now one game up on the picks. 19 and 13 overall versus your 18 and 14. Went 10 and 6 this week. You went 8 and 8. Um couple picks in there we both got wrong. A couple in there mixed up. Let's start with, you know, just recapping two of the games from week two. Let's start with the Dolphins, man. Uh to his best game of his career. Definitely. Big time comeback against LJ and the Ravens. I mean, starting off with this game, when I was watching it, Tua threw that pick uh, just before the half, and then Lamar marched right down the field. I kind of wanted to turn my TV off there. I was like, all right, we still got a little chance. Third quarter rolls around. Ravens score another touchdown. I'm like, I don't even want to turn this back. Had Tyreek on the fantasy. I was like, I can't give up on the Dolphins just yet. And Tua, Tua started proving f- – he started throwing some dimes. People are going to say he underthrew Tyreek on that first uh, long touchdown. But, I mean, every time I watched Patrick Mahomes last year throw to Tyreek Hill, it's going to be a time where Tyreek Hill pauses, bro. He's just that fast. Like, Yeah, and I mean, even if it was slightly underthrown, like, it was still six. Like, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It really doesn't matter. Still six. Took the top off. Blur. Him and Jalen Waddle. I think Waddle had, like, 19 targets. They're the only two receivers yeah. with 200-plus yards unless A.J. Brown. Tua threw it like – he threw the ball like 50 times or some shit like that, yeah. right? Yeah. He threw the ball. It was up there. It was at least it was like, 40. I think it was like 53 attempts. But he went crazy. Gesicki had that crazy he catch did. in the back of the end zone. Yeah, did you like his gritty? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was watching that live, and I'm like, bro, he just has to be trolling. Like Street saying that's the worst gritty of all time. Bro, they might be right, bro. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, if they let him do that, bro, I could go out there and hit a gritty one or two times. Um, Not saying it'd be good. Yeah, two or three for 469. The 124 passer rating. Um, but overall, the Dolphins' defense held their own. They had a goal line stop early in the game. Hardball oh, went yeah. for it on fourth down. Lamar fumbled. Lamar fumbled. Turnover on downs. But I think the key turning point, it was fourth and one. The Ravens had the ball near, like, maybe the 40. Yeah. Hardball decided to go for it. It was, like, them. the fourth quarter. Lamar did, like, a little QB power, right? Yeah. It was, like, yeah, I think so. To the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept the ball, QB power, and he got stuffed. And I'm like, it's Tucker range. Yeah. Tucker could hit that field goal. I'm not saying it's 100% in, but Tucker could definitely hit that. Could have made it uh, a three-score game. Instead, the Ravens decided to go for it, and it didn't pay off. In that moment, I knew. I was like, this is to his chance. Finally proved, uh, not only to me, but the whole NFL, I mean, I was sitting there at halftime. I was like, get LJ home to Miami. <laughs> but, I mean, Tua got the job done. Uh, one of the best games I've watched as a Dolphins fan in a long time. And I was just – I was happy they could pull that off. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good game. Um, Tua, he showed up when it mattered. He started off kind of shaky. And I think overall, 
you would say Lamar had the better overall quarterback performance that entire game. But, I mean, you can't take that away from Tua. He made the big plays when it mattered. And I think you're just really starting to see around the league the kind of the take that I had earlier in, like, I think it was the first episode or whatever, like, that it's turning into a receiver league. Like, you need to have those big-time weapons on the outside. And Tua has two of them. And, like, you see the result. Like, what other player besides Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle can you just put out there and be like, all right, we need two, like, 40-plus yard touchdowns. Like, go get them in, like, under 50 seconds. Like, like you don't – people – there's no one that else – there's no one else that can do that. So, and then over in Philly, you know, with my Eagles, A.J. Brown, you see how much Jalen Hurts is progressing as a passer. Like, just having that trusty, confident receiver. And then we also saw – Keenan Allen went down with um with the Chargers. Mike Williams stepped up. He got hyper-targeted. He had a really big game. So I think it's just super, super important to get these young, talented quarterbacks to, even if they are on the verge, like, bro, receivers make a really big difference. And I think you saw that with the Dolphins. And also, I think um McDaniels had a really good game plan going into that. He played to two of strings. He didn't really, you know, veer away from his game plan, even though they were down a lot. They got to us some easy completions underneath to get him in rhythm. And then once it was time to take that shot, you saw what he did. He hit um, Tyreek twice. And then that last throw to Waddle with what it was like four, like 20 seconds left or whatever. That was a big time throw and a big time moment. And I think um, I think the Dolphins, I'm not getting like too, too overhyped. I think it was a good win. I think the Dolphins will be competitive, you know, maybe try to make the wild card. But I think now we see that two is able to win these kind of games and we just want to see him progress i think he will and we'll get into that when we talk about our picks but i think two is hot right now the dolphins offense their passing game especially their running game was kind of iffy i don't i don't know why they're not using chase edmonds more but the passing game for sure is one of the best in the league right now it's gonna be hard to stop not like what she said that um Tua could win games that's what i like uh from him in week two finish the game strong lamar definitely the whole game, he was running all over, throwing some good balls. Um, but two got it done in the end. Jalen Waddle did drop a pass on that last drive that I thought was going to come back to cost them. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe second or third down, something like that. He dropped the ball over the middle of the field. He made up for it with that end zone grab. And then. Oh, he dropped. Didn't he? Well, I don't, was that one in the end zone to drop, would you say? No. The one right before? <laughs> no. I mean, it would have been a crazy ass catch if he made it. Though. But. Uh, X, he also could have sealed the game. Something that. Oh, yeah, I saw he yeah. dropped that pick, that pick, pick six. six. Yeah. I mean, it was a walking pick six. The Dolphins went back to that cover zero that threw Lamar off last year. Mm-hmm. They were showing cushion. Oh, I, I was kind of questioning. He jumped year, on you? it. Yeah. It was I like a Thursday, Thursday night, night game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I mean, I, I just like what I saw from two in the Dolphins. You talked about the receivers. I, I just loved it. Had me. Fired up at work on a Monday, along with many other Dolphins fans. But that that game just had me. It had me hyped. It, it was a good game. It was definitely like a a close game. It was those wins that you like really close. It so wasn't I was saying, bro, I love that game. Those are the games you remember. You don't remember the blowouts. But moving on from the Dolphins, we're gonna talk about uh, your Eagles prime time Kirk Cousins. 
did what I kind of thought he would, but even though I picked the Vikings in my picks. Yeah. You Jaylen, almost switched. I'm, I'll give you that. You were like, it's primetime Kirk Cousins. Like, I don't know if I want to pick him. Yeah, and I shouldn't should, have. No, but you shouldn't have. I don't know. I feel like Kirk Cousins one of these days might pull it off, but clearly just not made for it. Jalen Hurts, that one touchdown run, either in the first quarter or second quarter, we went to the sideline, almost stepped out. That was the second quarter, yeah. Yeah, came back in, lowered his shoulder, second effort got into the end zone. That's when I was like, all right, Jalen Hurts is playing not only with the chip on his shoulder, but with something to prove. Mm-hmm. And he played a great game. I mean, that Vikings defense looked lost. I know you're going to talk about your boy Big Play Slay. Eagles defense, Clamp we talked up. about them not showing up. And they showed up last night in a big-time way, big prime-time win. Uh, not a divisional matchup, but two NFC opponents going against each other. Yeah. And now the Eagles look like the favorites out of the NFC East. I think I think this was, like you said, arguably Tua's best game as a Dolphin. I think this game was probably Jalen Hurts' best complete game as an Eagle. And it's just... You know, it's good to see a guy that, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't dumb all offseason. We saw what the Eagles were doing, especially, you know, during the draft. We acquired an extra first-round pick, you know, just in case, like, all right, if Hurts isn't our guy, we have ammunition to move up. They're saying this is a pretty good um, quarterback class coming in next year. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he he heard all the noise. He knows that this is the prove-it year. He saw we went out, we got the weapons. We strengthened up the defense, and it was literally this season he knew going in it was going to be on him. Like, this team can only go as far as he takes us in. So far through the first two weeks, week one, although it wasn't, the, you know, a good game against the Lions, Jalen Hurts was the reason we won. Like, he, he carried that team. And then week two, the defense kind of came back along. We got right like I figured. And... Jalen Hurts was that much better. Like, okay, we saw he could carry carry our team and, like, get us a win against a a decent Lions team. The Lions aren't all that. but They're definitely better than what I thought they would be. But we saw how good Hurts could be when he has the support of that great defense and all the weapons clicking, too. He got Devontae Smith involved early and often. My boy Philly Goddard, he had a few big plays. Yeah, we got him involved on a lot of... um, you know, throws over the middle, which was honestly the biggest question about Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, he could throw the ball outside. Yeah, he can run. Yeah, he can do a simple RPO. But I think last game, he showed that he has the ability to step up in the pocket, make the reads, hit the open receiver over the middle. He made a lot of anticipation throws, which, you know, you really like to see A.J. Brown breaking on the slant across the middle. And then we also we saw the deep ball. I mean, his arm strength, you know, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he got it done. You saw that bomb he hit to Quez Watkins, who outside of those boys in Miami might be one of the fastest receivers in the league. You saw it take the top off. So he's going to be a deep threat, you know, to keep teams honest. And I just think it doesn't really get more like there's no better. Like that was like the most like complete team win like that you could really have. It was all levels played good. Big play slay, locked up J-Jets. All night. And I think the defense really played good. Whether it was Avante Maddox in the slide, he had a big play in the red zone. I think he got a pick. He was involved, you know, making a lot of tackles around the line of scrimmage. The safeties played decent, although Chauncey Gunder Johnson got kind of beat and Irv Smith dropped the ball. But, I mean, he was still there, like, in his vision. He kind of put his arm up. And I think, like, 
blocked um Earl Smith's vision, but it's a ball he should catch. No Chauncey's in the box. Safety, <laughs> yeah, bro. but I mean, he, he played decent. The safeties played decent. The linebacker play was, I think, some of the best we've had in years. TJ Edwards and Kaiser White are a major upgrade over Alex Singleton. Oh my god, Alex Singleton, man, you're hating. That's, that's both, a run both of our play. linebackers made plays in coverage, which is, I mean, in the modern day NFL, you want to see like teams are passing now, so you want to see these linebackers get out in space, be able to make plays in coverage, and both of them were able to do that. And then the only negative takeaway I have from this game. Besides all those fucking flags they were throwing on illegal like linemen downfield, that shit is so stupid, bro. But the defensive line to me was kind of shaky at times. We were getting pressure on Kirk, but he had a lot of clean pockets for most of the time. And then it really just came up to our secondaries making big plays on the ball. Bradbury had Adam Thielen. He didn't catch a ball until like the fourth quarter. Big play Slay was locking um, J-Jets up all night. And then his stats guarding J-Jets... Six targets, one catch, two interceptions, and Kirk had a zero passer rating targeting him. And he had two interceptions, but honestly, watching that game, he could have had like three or four. Like but He that dropped w- one pick six that he could have easily scored with, a few he dived at. But he just played a really good game and proved that he is still one of the top corners. But that pass rush to me is what... I think if we can get that pass rush going, get the D-line clicking, then we'll be an even more complete and better team but to me like in times where like we really like you want us like we read we need to stop and you know like it's third and eight it's third and ten it's it's passing downs you know the defense really wasn't able the d-line we got some pressure but not as much as i wanted to see but at the end they did come through fletcher cox came through had a big strip sack at the end of the game and then josh sweat Sweat bros, you know, he, he he sealed it with that final sack of the game, which kind of put the stamp on everything. So the defense got it got active, you know, in the pass rush later towards the game. I think they did a decent job in stopping the run as well. Dalvin Cook didn't really do much on the ground, which is good to see. And I also want to see them play Jordan Davis more. He was on the field, but not as much as I'd like to see a 13th overall pick. But I mean, I mean, I'm just nitpicking, you know. It was a great game, a great win against what I thought would be the best offense coming into the league and what still can be. And Justin Jefferson, who was arguably one of the, like, the top receiver in the game, I think we just played a really good team game. And the second quarter, I mean, the second half was kind of like, and eh, you know, like, I mean, we were up. Yeah. You're just, there you're was just no playing need, the milk you know? the clock yeah, in the we, game. Yeah. They really didn't need to show much at that point. Yeah. I but think the defense played say, good. You need uh, your boy Sweat to step up. In a big time way, when it comes to that D line, but I like the Eagles the way they played, all in all, good win, two and zero. Yeah, and like that. I said, like we have the players on the D line, like yeah. we we have established veterans. We got some young guys coming in. We got people that are known to make plays. So I think in due time, as they get more comfortable in the system, we got a lot of new guys down there on that D line. Son Reddick being our biggest, um, one of our biggest accusations. Yeah. yeah, he'll get acclimated. He had a few good pressures. I think as the season goes, they'll, they'll build that chemistry and get the D line going. All right, that's gonna conclude our quick week one uh, recap of our two teams. Moving on, hot or not segment. My first one, a team you were very high on. The Jaguars will finish first in the AFC South. I'm going to say this is not a hot take, and I was 
pretty much right going into the season. Although I did pick the Colts, but I said the Jags could make some noise. It would be a lot closer. And right now, they're the best team in the division. I mean, at one and one, the Colts just Matt Ryan does not look like the Matt Ryan of old. He's having trouble down there, and the Jags are just—they're honestly just. They're playing with house money, bro. Like, they know they have nothing to lose. They're throwing, like, the kitchen sink at everybody. Trevor Lawrence, he has the talent. He's making the big throws. And then I think also a big story is James Robinson is playing really, really good, coming off that Achilles tear, which makes sense. You know, he's a power back running in between the tackles. He's not, like, out in space trying to cut and, like, make hard cuts. So I think that team is – they're going to they're gonna be competitive. I think they'll score some points. Their defense is still a little – and. Although I did see Devin Lloyd was the highest ranked um rookie on PFF in the first two weeks. Now so, you're buying them PFF grades. <laughs> I mean, listen, if they if you got a high grade, you're playing well. And Devin Lloyd's been making plays for the Jaguars, so I think it's not a hot take to say the Jaguars can't finish in first place. All right, well, the second one staying in the same division, the Colts and Titans finishing bottom two of the AFC South, and the Texans will finish second. Oh, damn! That's a good one. Cause, bro, we saw it, we saw the Titans. We saw what the Colts are doing right now. The Texans yeah. kind of like the Jags. They got nothing to lose. <laughs> I think I think that's a hot take. I'm pretty confident that at least one of them will finish over the Texans. If I had to guess, it'd be the Titans. Who the Titans play week one? Didn't they? I think they played a pretty the no, Giants. The Giants. They yeah. lost on that Saquon two point conversion. <clears throat> yeah, so they were super competitive with the Giants down to the last, like you know, last drive. They got. I mean, the Bills are going to do that to pretty much like half of the league. What just happened last <laughs> night? So I, I think you know Mike Vrabel, he'll get them going. Sooner or later, they're going to have to play their division opponents, and I think those are winnable games. So. If I had to pick, I would say the Titans would have a better chance in finishing over the over the Texans, right? Yeah. yeah. The Colts, I, I don't know. Hope Michael Pittman needs to come back or something. Yeah, I was going to say. fucking Matt. Andrew Luck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Bro, oh, my gosh. What a time for Colts fans when Andrew Luck was actually playing. That was um, crazy, man. Brady has hit his wall and is on the decline. I'm going to say not a hot take. I think Brady is kind of at that wall where he's peaked and we're kind of starting to see him fall into decline. Now, the only thing I will give him is he has not had a fully healthy receiver room this year and his O-line is pretty banged up. So I think those two going together and the fact that he is getting older and it seems like, you know, he has some personal stuff going on. I just don't think we're seeing Brady at 100% right now, so I think he is kind of on the decline. But I think they're still in games. I was going to say, he's kind of like reminds me like Peyton Manning, like the year after he set that touchdown record with the Broncos. Yeah. And then went to the Super Bowl, and he was just that game manager. Mm-hmm. At the time when they won, he was just the game manager, something Brady um, can obviously do pretty well. He's been in the game so yeah. long, knows the game. He could do what Peyton Manning did that year because the Bucks defense – isn't bad, but I don't think obviously they're not as good as Denver was that year. No, but they could definitely put up a run in the NFC, still be plus five hundred. I think and win the South. I think it's definitely possible for them to come out of the NFC as of now. Yeah, 
No doubt. And my last take, one I personally uh, feel towards, the Browns should fire defensive coordinator Joe Woods. Um, I'll go with this is a hot take. I think it's early on in the year. You don't have your full team. Although defense is supposed to be, like, the main part of this team and, like, what has carried this team, I think it's still early. And I think, you know, that last drive was just, like, it kind of just seemed like not even the last drive. Like, those last, like, few plays led to the Jets scoring. It just kind of seemed like the Browns got complacent. They were, like, the game's over. And then next thing you know, who was it? Like, Corey Davis is running down the sideline. Wide open. Yeah, like, so, I mean – it looks bad, but I, I don't think it's time to overreact just yet in week two. But, I mean, if they keep playing like this, it could happen. All right. I, I want to touch on it real quick. This is not a hot take. Joe Woods has been doing this for seasons now. It's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. Fourth quarter in that game-winning drive, it was a 10-yard completion from Joe Flacco. I was watching a clip. He drops back D, the D-end and blitzes. I believe it was Anthony Walker in the slot corner. So he brings a nickel blitz in, drops a DN in the pass coverage in the middle of the field. Obviously, he's wide open. And Joe Flacco just stands there, throws the ball right to him. Another 11-yard pickup. Play calls like that. Hey, fourth quarter, there's 50 seconds left in the game. They're inside the 20. And you're dropping back a DN in the coverage when you got... Anthony Walker, he's not a scrubbing coverage. Like, he's not the best cover linebacker. Yeah, it's probably not the but, best time for an exotic blitz. Yeah, and he does this every year. Every year, Browns fans are asking, do we fire Joe Woods? I think it's time. You got Miles Garrett. You just locked up Denzel Ward. Claim you got these great young corners. And you come out with Joe Woods-esque play calling down the stretch and let Joe Flacco look like he – was on the Ravens like <laughs> Super Bowl I, I, MVP flag. I don't I don't know what to say. Like it, it was bad and Joe Woods, I'm calling for your head. I'm not even mad at Stefanski or Chubb getting in that touchdown. Minute fifty five up fourteen points and you can't get a stop. And then also the special teams coach should be fired for that onside kick. Um <laughs> but Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Moving on to your hotter knots, right. I had to get that Joe Woods off my chest. <laughs> I could tell that was like eating away at you. You're so ready to call for his job. All right, this first one is gonna you gonna <laughs> fuck with this one. All right, hot or not, the Dolphins can win the AFC East. <laughs> Listen, the Bills look really good. I'm gonna say it's not a hot take. I don't think they're gonna win it. But it's definitely not out of reach. I mean, they just played the Ravens, who I picked to win the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And Lamar looking for an MVP season. If Tua can play like he did in the second half, which is a stretch because in the first half, yeah. I was looking at him and was like, Tua was not looking good at all through two picks. That second pick before the half was one of the worst interceptions I've seen in my life. I'm going to say it's not a hot take. I still think the Bills come away with it. But if the Dolphins win it, it's going to be a little bit of a surprise for the football world just because the Bills are that good, one of the best teams we've ever seen. But, I mean, Josh Allen just looks like he's on another planet, even if Tua 
throws mm-hmm. like four touchdowns a game because he probably won't ever throw six again this year. <laughs> you ready to give the Bills that stamp? One of the best teams we've ever seen? Offensively, not, obviously not yet. <laughs> I'm ever seen, but like definitely they're a juggernaut this year, no doubt. I think they are, yeah. All right, second one, hot or not, Joe Burrow was a one-year wonder. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that's a that's a hot take. Maybe not a one-year wonder, but he's not Joe Shiesty, the like top quarterback MVP. Everyone makes him out to be. He could be a top ten QB, no doubt. Yeah, but I mean, you watch him; he's going through sophomore woes. Stuff like this happens. I mean, to quarterbacks all the time. Yeah, but. Or it is technically technically kind of like his sophomore year because he got injured his his yeah he was he was out for like most of the year yeah he tore his ACL I mean and then he came back balled out so yeah Yeah. it kind of is like his second year I think he what played like four games in year one I think he played more than that but I think it was like right when he started to get it going I think around like week seven or eight is when it when he let me look that up was when he tore his ACL I mean I don't think the Bengals are as good of a team as everyone like you know Super Bowl. They were in it last year, but they called Joe Burrow like a one-year wonder. I mean, I still think he'll have a a great career and you know make some runs, but mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be like. I'm not putting him in the same pedestal as like Mahomes or Josh Allen or any of those guys. Yeah, he's he's not there yet. All right, second, oh uh, my third one. I think this was is kind of like the best one. Hot or not, the Packers will have a similar season to last year, meaning they went 13-4. and four. So do you think they can get around that 13-win th- mark again? I think they can get around 12 wins. You look at their division, nothing strong. You play the Bears twice. I mean, mm-hmm. you play the Lions twice. You could definitely pull it off. The Vikings, what, they probably play them in prime time this year. So that's <laughs> a win right there. And when they come to Lambeau, they'll probably win. The Vikings yeah. might be able to get one. Which but, they got week one. But, I mean, they're going to be around 11 to 13 wins, in my belief. And Aaron Rodgers will probably lose in the first playoff game like he has most of his career. If he pulls one off with the worst receiving core he's had, I mean, credit to him. But every mm-hmm. time in a playoff game, he doesn't show up and the offense is non-existent. The defense is going to have to help him out in the playoffs if he wants to make it past that first round yeah, or second round since they always get the bye. Either way, that defense is going to have to step up because Rodgers just hasn't played well in the playoffs. But I'm going to say it's not not a hot take. I just think it's really interesting because they're literally starting off like the same exact way. They started last season. Every year, they always suck in the beginning. They lost week, week one. one of last year. They lost to the Saints in a blowout. Week one this year, they lost in a blowout to the Vikings. Then week two, they come home, play an easy divisional opponent. Last year was the Lions. This year was the Bears. Get that momentum. And then last year, I think week three, they went into San Fran and beat the 49ers, which was a juggernaut in, in their conference. And then this week, week three, we got they got the Bucks in Tampa. We just talked about it. they could be a juggernaut in the NFC. So if they win that game down in Tampa, that's they're basically like on track to have like the same exact season. Maybe not a juggernaut, but they definitely are one of the better teams in the NFC. So yeah, I mean, Rogers. The Bucks are the juggernaut in the NFC. No, I think you're misusing the word. That's all. 
Juggernaut as in they're like a top three team? I mean, who, possibly. Who else is better than them? I still, I still like the Rams over the Bucks. Um, mm, I don't know that that game last the, week against the Falcons was. The NFC is weak, in my opinion. I know, so I think the Bucks have a better and chance. Of your winning. Eagles might be in it, but they're I won't give you it. that credit. Yeah, I think they're the best team right now. So, all right. So I then, just, name name the teams you think are better right now, bro. I think just with the way that Brady's playing, like I told, they're gonna win the NFC South. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, what? So you're saying there's six juggernauts in the NFL? Mm, I'm not saying no. That's I'm, different. I'm just in the saying, whole like, NFL, they're, they're one of the, the better division. teams in the NFC. I agree with that. So I'm not a juggernaut not, in the division. No, I'm calling. You can I'm be a juggernaut in your division, but not be a juggernaut Chiefs in the league. Two juggernauts. There's two juggernauts in the NFL, and it's those two teams. So the NFC has no juggernauts no. in their division. No, they have no ju- like. What now, bro? We're just talking about the division. I'm not comparing them to the Chiefs. Okay, so they're the juggernaut of the division. Yes, they okay. are. Yeah, you don't think so? They are That's the division, I'm but I'm That's talking about the whole NFL. Okay, I didn't say the whole NFL. I Come said, on, bro. Come I said on. in the division. Now you just get. I said in the NFC. Did I not? That's the conference, bro. Or the conference in the NFC. You know what I mean, bro. I'm just saying, there's only two juggernauts in my opinion: the Bills well, and the Chiefs. Okay, I agree. Overall, in the NFL, the Bills and the Chiefs are the two clear-cut better teams. But in the NFC, I think the if you win the NFC, you're a juggernaut in the NFC. And the Bucks could win it. They could. So they're a juggernaut in the NFC. And just move move on to the next one. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> All right, if you got I think I have one out. more. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, hot or not, the Raiders are clearly the worst team in the AFC West. <sighs> this really just comes down between them and one other team. It's, I mean, it's not a hot take, but... If they don't finish fourth, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We talked about it. That whole division could switch, and I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, the Chargers, you know, had a pretty easy win against them. Um, that last week in week two came down to the wire, Raiders and Cardinals. Is it really just going to come down to the defense and your boy uh, Max Crosby? Because Kyler Murray... Now one play where he ran around, not, for bro. He like literally like ducked under him. He was so twenty five seconds. You think right now they're better than the Broncos though? All right. Well, when it comes to the Broncos, as you saw the clip of Tyler Lockett uh, calling out Russ's hand signals. No, I didn't. <laughs> Tyler Lockett was calling out his hand signals and telling him what the receivers were running. Apparently, Russ hasn't switched his hand signals. When he went from Seattle to Denver, so I think Russ needs to change that. But I think the bigger problem over there is their coaching, like that clock management and like awareness of what's going on. Like having the like, I think it was right before half, or like I think it was a go-ahead field goal or something. But they literally had like their field goal team, like about to kick the field goal. Russ, it was fourth down. Russ was like the offense was on the field, like they were about to go for it. For like half of the fucking play clock. Yeah. Then like at last second, they're like, 
okay, we're going to try to kick a field goal. And, like, everyone's just looking around, like, are we kicking a field goal? Are we going for it? And then they get a delay game, and then it puts them out of field goal range, and they have to punt the ball. Like, stuff like that is, like, I know you're a first-time head coach, but it's inexcusable. And I did see that everybody, which is also interesting, that I did, like, piece of information I didn't know. Like, everybody in their coaching position on that team is, like, a first-time. So, it's a first-time defensive coordinator. It's a first-time offensive coordinator. First-time head coach. So, I think this is, like, these are, like, really, really bad growing pains. And being in this division, I don't know if you can afford to have them. Yeah, I mean, coaching definitely is something that they need uh, to work on. Because Russ might be the best coach. I don't know. I don't know. Playing the game, Russ is their best coach right now. They're in trouble because Russ isn't even playing that good right now. Yeah, he's not. But I mean, Russ is. Judy just got injured too. Back end, yeah. Judy, he just needs to find a way to get that offense going. Javante's really not doing anything. It's just not flashy about anything on that team. They need to run the ball more. Yeah, they need to take some pressure off him. They do. Um, but this is Russ's offense. This is what he wanted. Come it is. To, come to Denver and have everything be on him. No doubt. I just want to say that the whole division, it's just so close. Well, besides. I think it know, is. But the Chiefs are starting to pull away right now. Yeah. No doubt. Although the, the Chargers, know, too. Chargers like, are still right You got there, those bro. top two. The Broncos and Raiders kind of fighting. That three and four, but they could take the one and two spot if they just played better complete football. But, I mean, it's not far-fetched to say that the Raiders could finish fourth. Could be any of them, but the Raiders right now, they're just yeah, like they're finding ways to lose Yeah, that close game against the Cardinals. It should have been a win on the road, and it should have been like you should've. know a key win, and they blew it. And I know Packers fans were so happy. Devontae Adams had, like, two catches. Which is insane. And who I think the best receiver in the league. Is Sammy no way Watkins had, like, three for, like, 90 yards or whatever. And they were like, yeah, Sammy Watkins. I think he only had, like, seven or so targets or something like that. Like, uh, you got to, like, you but paid him week, all this money. In week one, they force-fed him. Force-fed him the ball. Yeah. So, I, don't, I really just don't get it. Maybe the Raiders should run the ball a little more, too. Mm. Not even sure. Get third and Renfro involved, but I know he's possibly has a concussion or whatever. Yeah, and he fumbled twice the last time he touched the ball. <sighs> Give the ball to Devontae Adams. He's the best receiver in the league. Yeah. Like, uh, you, uh, to me, that's kind of like crazy. Like how you paid all that money for him. He's got this big connection with Carr. He's open all the time. Like, you just two receptions. Uh. Although one of them was for a touchdown. <laughs> it was. But either way, you got to get him going more than no, that. No, the Raiders' offense should be one of the better ones and more premier in the league. Yeah, MVP car back in what yeah. 2015? That was insane when he was actually doing that, and <laughs> really had the hype around him. Definitely the better car brother, no doubt. But he's got it. He has the team around him to win this year. Mm, Burrow played ten games his rookie year. That's uh, kind of like out of left field. But yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess I guess it's not even his sophomore year anymore. Man, no, it's not. But ten games is decent. He played from week one in his second season. He played all all sixteen last year. There was seventeen games. So I well, guess he missed one. No, didn't they just do that this year? No, nah, it was last year, wasn't it? So not 18, 17 games last year? Mm, I don't know. 
Did he get injured last year? I just maybe he didn't play one game. It, it doesn't even matter at maybe, this point. Yeah, I mean it's one game. But yeah, so not his sophomore slump. But either way, Off to I, I just think he'll he'll be fine and be a good QB in the league. So moving on, week three got our predictions lined up. I think we just have three different picks. Um, I kind of picked one out of left field, kind of switching it up. Upset, because upsets are going to happen. But starting Thursday night, two nights, um, ecstatic to see how this um, choke of a team tries to bounce back. Steelers on the road in Cleveland. Um, no clowny. Miles Garrett questionable with the neck injury. Just the Steelers on the road. Trubisky. They beat the Pats somehow. Um, they lost. Oh, yeah. Lost to the Pats. Beat the Bengals. Lost to the Pats. Really not adding up those first two games, but that's NFL no football TJ for Watt. you. No TJ Watt. Um, I like the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Even if fully healthy, TJ Watt, and you threw any quarterback, I probably still pick the Browns. <laughs> but for the Browns, Amari Cooper looked really good last week for Jacoby Brissett being his quarterback. Jacoby Brissett led a great drive in week one against the Panthers to come back. Against the Jets, they rushed one guy, and I was watching it. I thought I was watching Madden. They rushed one guy and dropped everyone else in a pass coverage, and he threw the ball within, like, three seconds. And as soon as he threw it, I'm like, this just has to be a pick. There's, like, ten people guarding. <laughs> like, yeah. it, there's no doubt it's a pick. And he threw it right to him. But, I mean, Brissett has looked good. I watched him extend a play, roll out to the left, like, break a sack, eat a hit, and throw the ball downfield to your favorite target, Harrison Bryant. <laughs> um, he was looking good. Nick Chubb, I mean, it's phenomenal. Three touchdowns. Cream Hunt looked great in week one. Mm. The, the Browns' defense, I think they have three of the ten highest graded players on defense between uh, JOK, Miles Garrett, and I think it was Anthony Walker. Those three of the ten highest graded defensive players in week two or maybe the whole season. But somehow ranked 27th in defensive efficiency. And once again, it might be the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, but they got to find a way. If Miles Garrett doesn't play, they got to find a way to put some pressure on Trubisky. And maybe that's when you call one of those blitzes Garrett, where you drop Garrett the got hurt? Yeah, he has a neck injury. I don't Damn. know how, but I don't like a neck injury on a short week. His swole eyes. Bro. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Clowney, Clowney's out too, isn't he? Yeah, Clowney's already out. He's I think it's an ankle injury. Clowney's always good to miss three to four games a year. I did not, yeah. But when he's on the field, he's productive. Uh, he's And Grant Delpit, um, Denzel Ward kind of like called him out. If you're Denzel Ward, you got to be a little bit more of a veteran. He said not everybody was playing the same coverage on that Corey Davis wide open down the sideline. I guess Grant Delpit was supposed to be back there, and he wasn't, and Ward was in the flat, whatever. But – that defensive miscues, that's the second week in a row play like that's happened where someone just streaks wide open down the sideline. Can't happen. And the Browns are also the worst fourth-quarter defensive team. I think they've let up like 30 points in the fourth quarter through two games to that's the tough. Jets and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, My kind of analysis of these two teams going into the, into the year are pretty much exactly what I believed. I mean, Steelers and Browns, they're both in – 
kind of the same predicament. I just think the Browns are at home coming off of a game they should have easily won. I think, like, their win percentage was, like, at 99.9 or something, like, right before they yeah, scored. something crazy. Yeah. So, that that was a game they basically won. They should have won. Just, you know, they got to sign up on those miscues and stuff. And I think, although I thought, you know, playing someone like Joe Flacco would be a good game for them to turn it around, I, it doesn't get much better than Mitchell Trubisky after that. So, there's ever a time for this defense to get their confidence back to step up. I think it'll be on Thursday night. And didn't you guys beat the Steelers last year on Thursday night, I think? Or who was that? No, I think that was the Vikings where was it Dearness Johnson or somebody had a crazy game. Yeah, that's when everyone has. I think it might have been the Steelers. It might have been. Yeah. But it, it's in Cleveland. I, I know Dog Pound, they're going to be out there heavy. Any part-time <laughs> game, they're always going to be crazy. So I think... The Browns, they'll be all right. And with no T.J. Watt coming, with no T.J. Watt playing, I think the Browns will be able to lean a lot more into their strength and running the ball. And that defensive line and linebacker core will be a little weak because I, I wouldn't want to be throwing it with Minka back there lurking, you know, and Jacoby not being the most accurate quarterback. But I, it was also funny. I heard a quote. I don't know if it was during the game or I saw it on social media somewhere. It was, Jacoby was talking about Amari Cooper, and he was like, we watched the film. He's like, oh, you were that open. I didn't realize you were that open. Like, I got to throw throw you the ball more. He's like, I went back and saw it on film. And I just thought that was really funny. Like, how are you the starting quarterback of the team and you don't understand how open your number one receiver is? Like, that should be something you have. Be, that should be something you're well aware of and you should be throwing to him. He was throwing to him in week two. He had well, I know. After he saw the film, it was like, I, oh, you're open. I think like, the Browns lost to the Steelers twice. Oh, they lost? Oh. Yeah, they lost, on, I think it was a Monday night game um, to the Steelers late in the year. Wow. And then they lost in week seven, I think. It's, either way, la- last year was... Yeah, but I'm rocking with the Browns. Bounce back game. A game they honestly just should have won. Mental lapses. Clean up on those mental lapses. You'll be all right. That's what it's been for the, the games. Deshaun, and, and Deshaun next year, bro. Just, just stay down. This year, I mean... Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll and, be over by the time he plays this year. And uh, for all the Browns fans that actually went to the game, the guy that threw the water bottle at Jimmy Haslam, glad you got banned for life. He threw he threw a water bottle at the owner, and they banned him for life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was the owner's fault. Joe Woods can't call plays, but he hired him, didn't he? Um, well, probably not. I no, mean, the it's GM. the GM and. Kevin Stefanski didn't tell Nick Chubb not to score either. I mean, which is kind of dumb. Nick should probably know better, but who doesn't want a third touchdown? Like, you see a wide open end zone, you're telling a running back just not to walk in. They were 155 when he scored that last touchdown. I go up two scores. Anyways, moving on. I'm surprised by your pick here. Buffalo on the road at the Hard Rock in Miami against the Dolphins. You know I'm rocking once again. My team's back to back. I'm rocking with the Finns. It got to yeah after two. It just dropped six touchdowns. I mean, things gonna be a close one. I'm just saying, you know, the Dolphins can't play in Buffalo, so that's why I'm kind of picking them for this one because mm-hmm. they only got a chance in Miami. So I just think you can't even shut down Josh Allen. You just gotta limit him. Just limit the mistakes and the turnovers. You can't throw two picks against Josh Allen and try to force, you know, 
couple turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. I want to see X make a play. Mm-hmm. And that secondary between Holland and Brandon Jones, maybe get some blitz packages in with those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bills are the better team, and I think they will win this division. But, I mean, I don't think they'll go undefeated. Although, if they end up winning this game, that could be on the hot or not. But I just think this, like, has the perfect setup for, like, a trap game. Like, the Bills have literally been coasting the first two weeks. Like, Josh Allen came out in, what, like, the third or fourth quarter or some shit like that? Case Keenum yeah, was, was playing. Like 40 like, points. Yeah, like, they've been blowing everyone out. The Dolphins are literally as hot as ever. Tua's playing the just played the best football of his life. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are the two most fast, explosive receivers in the league. I think down in Miami, it'll be hot. I just think this is like like I like it's the perfect trap game. Like the Dolphins could find a way to win. One turnover. The Bills make one mistake, you hit Tyreek or Waddle on one big play, and, and the game could get really out of hand. And I also like the way this Miami offense is, matches up against the Bills' defense. Now, the Bills' defense has been playing light, lights out. They've been shutting everyone out, creating turnovers, not allowing any points. But they haven't played a team with weapons like Miami. They haven't played a team with one weapon like Miami other than Cooper Cup, but... Cooper Cup isn't the athlete, nowhere yeah. near the athlete Tyreek or Jalen Waddle are. So I think the way those the way the Bills play, they love to play that too high safety, rush for. That's really the only the only concern I have for this game is if that Bills pass rush can get home early and often, then it'll be a long game for Tua. But if they can hold up and give the Dolphins and Tua just a little bit of time for those deeper routes to develop, and those are two of the Arguably the best safety tandem in the league. And um, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back there. But they're used to playing too high. And, okay, we got to worry about maybe one deep threat or, you know, only one receiver that can attack us downfield. And like I said, in these last two games, they haven't really played a receiver that's tags the uh, team downfield. This week, they're going to have to play against two. And arguably two of the best. So... Like I said, one big bomb to Tyreek or Jalen Waddle, or you know, either one of them catch a slant and just use their game-breaking speed. And we saw Tyreek do this to the Bills defense last year in the playoffs, and he caught that slant and took it to the crib. Like now, you have two receivers that are capable of doing that against this defense. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano playing really good in the middle of that field for the Bills linebackers. But I, I can just see. Especially being down in Miami, I think the the Miami crowd will have an effect on this game. And you know we're from South Florida, so we know how it is. Like if the team is like doing horrible, like no one cares. But if they're winning, kind of like the Heat when they got LeBron, like nobody was talking about the Heat. And then LeBron and Bosh coming, like the Miami Heat, are like the best thing ever down here in South Florida. So with the big win from Tua last week. I think a lot more people are excited for Dolphins football, and if they can find out a way to get this win next week which I think is possible, then I think this Dolphins team will be the talk of the town. <laughs> which, which you said was perfect, bro, because literally I got people at work that are hopping on the Dolphins bandwagon. I was like, you know, kind of like two weeks ago, they were like, ah, I don't know. And now they're like, yo, Tua, like I have my manager who he don't follow football like that. He's a Dolphins fan. But yeah. Jill's like, oh, he's like, which – 
to a jersey should I get? <laughs> he literally copped the jersey right then mm-hmm. and there. I'm like, yo, you're wild. But, I mean, I copped the Tyreek Hill the, literally the day before. When I watched him go for 200, I was like, yeah. It was him or Waddle, but yeah. it was a long time I just, coming. I just think with two receivers, like, well, we know Hill is, like, an established. We already know what he is. And yeah, Jalen Waddle. Waddle is literally, like, just a sec, a clone of him. Like, he, the same exact thing. I, I just think it's going to be hard to count either one of the, either one of them out against anybody, really. And I think this will be a good test. And also, I just don't think they'll be able to win in Buffalo. And it's just everything going on. It just... It's it's perfect. I can see it happening. And for Dolphins fans, this is literally the best time since Jay Jahi was rushing for 200 yards a game. (laughs) And Ryan Tannehill had the best season of his career with Jarvis Landry. Moving on, Cincinnati in New York, met life against the Jets. I got the Bengals bouncing back. Talked about uh, the Browns choking to the Jets last week. It was really a lopsided game. And one thing about that Browns game, there's a lot of flags that were thrown that were not flags against the Browns. I'm not going to put it on them because that last two minutes is absolutely ridiculously on the Browns. But the whole game, the refs were terrible. And I think that's the only reason the Jets even had the chance to come back. I think Joe Burrow is going to bounce back, maybe not like 330 yards, but he's going to have a couple touchdowns. Joe Mixon's probably going to get it going. Um, The Bengals desperately need a win uh, to keep their season hopes alive, I think, at this point in the season. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Bengals here, too. This is kind of like they're getting into red alert territory. Like, if you don't beat the Jets here, I don't know. wrong. It is hard because you got to think, like, okay, they don't. let's say they don't beat the Jets. The Bengals start off 0-3. What direction do you go in? Like, you already have your franchise quarterback, so you're not going to say, like, oh, we just need a quarterback. Like, you have a top 5, 10 receiver in the league in Jamar Chase, so it's not – we don't have weapons, and they arguably have the deepest receiver core. Like, uh, what? it's kind of hard to see where the Bengals go after this. So I think this is a must-win game. And kind of like the Browns last week, I think this is a, a good team to get some confidence against, although they lost – I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow, I don't like that it's in New York. I'd be a lot, lot more confident if it was in Cincy. But nonetheless, I just think the Bengals are a good team. And I saw um your boy Sauce. I think he got banged up too. So I don't know how healthy he'll be coming into next week. So that'll, that'll be tough. Although that would have been a great matchup, him versus Jamar or T. Higgins. I think that would have been really interesting. But... I just think the Bengals have more talent. They're the talented team. Their own line needs to block. I don't know. Like, they going into this season, like, this is a revamped own line. Everyone. Uh, who is like the same old line? I, for, who is, I think Lyle Collins, the guard they signed from the, Cow, signed from the Cowboys, was like, I'm your bodyguard. You're not going to get touched anymore. And, like, now he's on pace to have, like, 100 sacks this year. So, although I think Burrow needs to do a better job of getting the ball out because I think he's down the player. field. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can't put it all on him. Just like you can't put it all on the O-line. I just think they need to play better as a unit. And I think th- against this Jets team would be a, a good game to kind of get stuff sorted out. And I know, I think Flacco's starting as well because I saw a report saying they don't want to play Wilson until he's like 110%. So, And one thing you talked about, Sauce, um, he should have gave up a touchdown. Oh, yeah, was, it's a DPJ, there right? There was a flag that was not called. This man was literally grabbing his nameplate before the ball even got to him. Didn't he catch it? 
No. People's Jones caught it though, I thought, right? No. It was like in the end zone. He was like grabbing his nameplate. Oh, and he like dropped it like on the yeah. way down. Like it, he caught it. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, he was, gr- that was a crazy catch. grabbing his nameplate. Yeah. But once again, call not going towards the Browns. Um, moving on, Houston Texans on the road in Chicago against the Bears. I got the Texans pulling this one off, even though Bears home game. Hopefully, it's better weather. But either way, I mean, you look at it, these teams are kind of almost built similarly. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields obviously more mobile than Davis Mills. But I want to see the Texans try to get that run game involved. Um, I think they come in and kind of upset the Bears. I mean, I kind of think they're both at the same level of uh, yeah. team-wise. But I think you'll have a couple big plays from Justin Fields early. But I think the Texans just stick with it. And Davis Mills, probably one of the most composed young QBs there is. I think he gets a little statement win on his name, even though it is against the Bears. But on the road, trying to win a game, what the Texans, what's the record? I think the Texans are 0-1-1, right? Yeah. Because they just lost to the Broncos and they tied yeah. with the Colts. Tied with the Colts. So I think they get their first win of the year on the road in Chicago. Yeah, I picked the Texans as well, but I think I'm a I'm gonna spice it up. I'm gonna rock with the Bears. Sitting here thinking about it, they're at home, and like you said, you said the um you want the Texans to get the run game going. Yeah, you feel that for the yeah. Bears and David Montgomery. I feel like the Bears already have the run game going. Montgomery and Cleo Herbert were they were running the ball all over the Packers last night. Although I mean not last night, but was it Sunday night? Although they were down the entire game, they were still running. And I feel kind of feel like the Packers are like, okay, if you want to run the ball, go ahead. But I think um, Justin Fields only has like some absurd, like only like forty or thirty passes attempted this season. I know. I think against the Bronco, um, against the Packers, he only threw the ball eleven times. So I think. Against this Texans defense, I don't think they're going to force them. I don't think the Texans defense is good enough to force Justin Fields to throw the ball. And I think the Bears are going to be able to do what they want against this defense, which is just run the ball. And if they can get the run game going early and often and win that time of possession, I think the Bears do have a way they can kind of find victory in this game. So I picked the Titans, but just to, just to you Texans. know. Or the Texans, but just yeah, to switch it up. The Bears. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Bears. I believe in JF1, man. All right, Field, well, Field has made some plays. JF1, 15 for 28 on the year with a 53.6 <laughs> completion percentage, 191 yards, um, averaging 6.8 yards per attempt with two touchdowns and two interceptions. Well, listen, this has kind of been the theme. If there's any team to get it going against, the Texans are... Also a very good team. I will, I will say game one, uh, eight for 17 in that trash weather. So yeah. But seven for 11 for 70 yards is crazy in the modern day NFL. <laughs> That's the Bears. Literally, yeah. <laughs> you think Mike Dick is still playing on the team, but. Oh, man. Uh, Broadway Bears. Moving I'm, on. I'm going to so, rock with Chirac, man. All right. You OTF, huh? Like, Raiders. On the road in Tennessee, uh, you said you like the Titans coming up. 
You know I like Tannehill, but... I don't know th- why, th- but this, you do. Because I told you that one year with Jay Jai, he was having the season of his career before he injured his knee. That was his one Joe Burrow year. He was done. No, he, <laughs> he would have been poised for a playoff run that year. But the Raiders, they need a win. We were talking about, you know, them possibly being last in the division. Devontae Adams, um, you know, weapons like Waller, Renfro. Who who on the Titans is going to match up against them? Uh, Derrick Henry looks like lost. He's getting hit like eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like as soon as he touches the ball, yeah. It it Derrick Henry. He hasn't been able to get it going. That O line is terrible. Yeah, Taylor Lewan got injured again. Yeah, uh, it's like the third too busy year in doing a row. podcasts like us. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, too busy like talking about like what's the best fast food breakfast. Like I, I like I like your podcast, Taylor Lewan, but you get paid Adams <laughs> to play football. Um. I just think the Raiders, they need that win on the road. The Titans, is just really, they have like, I was watching ESPN earlier. I think they have like a 7% chance to win the division now um, after their 0-2 start. But that, that O-line is just so bad. Reminds me of when Tannehill was like first in Miami and he was the most sacked quarterback. This reminds me, I did have another hot or not, but I just didn't put it in. So I'm going to just ask you right now real quick. Go ahead. Do you think we'll see Malik Willis start for the Titans within the next two weeks? Oh, well, first off, Jimmy G is now the starting quarterback for the 49ers. We'll get there. We'll get but, there. Um, <laughs> real quick, real quick. Why not, bro? If the Titans, you know, get seven losses on the year, why not start Malik Willis? And kind of see, you know, where he's at and try to get him to progress. I mean, for next year, see what you got. See what mm-hmm. you uh, add in the offseason. Kind of build around. You just give you a look. I mean, if, you know, the Titans start winning games with Tannehill, obviously not. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not a hot take because right now the Titans. But would you even want to put him out there with how bad the O-line is? Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get he's I think mobile. if they lose this week to the Raiders and then they lose next week, I'm not sure who they play, but, I mean, I'm sure there's a chance they're able to lose, <laughs> then I, I will put him out there just to see what he can do. Tannehill's not a stationary quarterback. Neither is Malik Willis. But mm, I, I, I think Malik will, at this he's point, got, he's definitely a way better athlete than Tannehill. Yeah, obviously, but it's not like Tannehill's only sitting in the pocket, but I, you got to get that online better for any quarterback to play. Yeah, which is true, but I think you still just you know, you just throw him out there to see because I mean he's not in the he's, fire. He's not going to be under pressure every single play. Like there's going to be times he's going to have moments. He's going to have opportunities, and I think at this point, if you know the season's over, and even if he does get injured, like the season's over. Like you'll have all year, all off season. Hopefully it's nothing crazy. I'm not wishing injury on I was, anybody. I was going to say, it's not Madden. Like you just come back next year. Oh, I'm hundred percent. Well, he'll have time. It's not like they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think they will be, but yeah, I think the Raiders, they just, I think the Raiders, they finally just get a good matchup, like a game they should win. Although they, they should have beat the Cardinals last week. We all we know Kyler Murray and that Cardinals offense, even though we were both kind of lower on the Cardinals, that he he's still a playmaker and they usually start off strong. So we'll give that credit to the Cardinals. But I just think the Raiders are good like this is a game they have to win. Like kind of like the Bengals. Like they can't start off 0 3 if they want any hope of making it into the playoffs, especially in this AFC, which is 
gotten a lot tougher over the years. With Renfro out, I think they'll be able to force feed um Adams and Waller. And I just think that matchup is kind of the Titans got a pretty young secondary, other than Kevin Byard, who's like a, a really solid veteran safety. Other than that, I think both of their quarters, corners, Christian Fulton and um, I forgot the other one, but they're both within two years. They're they're young players, so I think the established playmakers on the Raiders, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, you got Josh Jacobs, Amir Abdullah out the backfield. They'll be able to get it going, and Derek Carr, he's been pretty solid. I just think this is a game the Raiders should and will be able to win, and I think they, they'll win it pretty pretty um, convincingly. Roger McCreary. Yeah, McCreary. I think he's a he's a rookie from Auburn this year, I'm pretty sure. He is a rookie. I know, a second-round pick. Yeah, yeah. So he was a more of a man coverage, but he was kind of raw, but, you know, still young. Secondary is young. They got athletes, but I just think going against a veteran offense like the Raiders, it might just be a little too much for them to handle. Moving on, we got Detroit in Minnesota. Detroit played a good game last week. Aiden Hutchinson showed up, possibly rookie, a defensive rookie of the year. Three sacks in the first half. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, once again, one of the better better backs in the league. Bro, DeAndre Swift is averaging like 20 yards a carry. Against the Eagles, he only had he didn't he only had like 12 rushing yeah, attempts. And they, last they week, they give it to Jamal Williams. Bro, last week. He only had, I think they played the Jags, right? Or the Commanders. They played the Commanders. commanders. Yeah. He only had 10 rushing attempts. Like, only and 10 rushing attempts. he's still dropping, like, 15 points. And he's still, he's still running for, like, 100 yards a game, bro. He had five attempts. <laughs> he averaged 11 yards. So, <laughs> on the year, he's averaging 10 yards a carry. That's he's fucking insane. 200 yards on 20 <laughs> carries and only one touchdown. That's nuts. Yeah, he's and he's averaging twelve yards of reception too. So when he's touching the ball, it's just he's <laughs> first it's down. Basically, every time he touches the ball, it's a first down. Is what he's averaging. He's averaging yeah. a first down every time he touches the ball, and he's not even touching it that much, which is that's like insane production. They might as well just force feed him. They but, might as well. Yeah, I I got the Vikings on my pick. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins not playing in prime time. That offense too that'll, good. That'll help. Um, you might see the Lions play a good game. Might be closer than what I'm kind of, you know, thought at first when I made these picks. But I think the Vikings get it done. You're gonna see a lot of run game from them. Uh, you just see Jay Jets and Adam Thielen kind of get involved early because they they need to bounce back after what they did against the Eagles. You're kind of going to see that week one Vikings offense back. Yeah, I think the Vikings will win this one. But like you said, I think it'll be a pretty close game. It'll be a competitive game. And, you know, taking into the fact that these teams, they play each other twice a year. So they know how each team likes to play. But I just think the Vikings, they this past week, and the Eagles, they just ran into a better team, a team that was tougher. And I, I think although I think the Vikings are going to be one of the better teams in the NFC. And I think they should win pretty convincingly against the Lions, although it could be a close game. I could see the Lions putting up a lot of points. Their offense with Jared Goff looks it, – it, it's Saint moving. Brown it's is, functioning. It's crazy. I'm in Ross St. Brown. I mean, no one can guard him. And then, I mean, outside of Darius Slay, we haven't seen anyone be able to guard Jay Jetson. His – 
career so far. So <laughs> I think it, I think this game will be a lot of points. And like you mentioned, I think they're going to want to try to get Dalvin Cook more involved because over the first two games, he kind of hasn't really been, you know, the Dalvin Cook of old. So I think they're going to make it a point to kind of get him going in the run game. And if not the run game, get him open in space and kind of get him going. And like you said, I think early and often, Kirk needs to look for um, Thielen and Jefferson because for some reason in that first half, Irv Smith was getting like all of the targets, like, and he was dropping everything. Like, I'm not sure why Kirk wasn't looking for Jay Jets. I mean, Irv, Irv was open. Yeah, I mean, but he just can't catch the ball. But <laughs> I think I think the Vikings bounce back. I think their defense has a good game. Because, I mean, they had players on the defense that were making plays. It just came down to Hurts being better. So I, I think this is this will be a good competitive AFC North game, and I think the Vikings at home will be able to pull it off. Only 26 carries for Dalvin Cook, by the way, 107 yards. But On he, the season? Yeah. Even yeah. if they went to Madison, like, they just need to get that ground game going. Yeah, like, that's kind of – the Vikings have they always, got They yeah. got a pretty too good one-two punch, and Cook, obviously, premier back. And Madison's no scrub. I mean, yeah, you might as well get him involved. He's on a contract a year. They're probably not gonna resign him because he probably knows he could get paid more money elsewhere. Yeah, he he could probably. Start but you might as well run him to yeah. the ground. Might as well, yeah. You got nothing to lose, but no, I I, I think the I think the Vikings will be okay. They just had a, a tough game last last week against the Eagles, but like you said, that Lions offense is. They're, they're, they're going to put up points, and I think the Vikings will be able to stay with them and put up points as well. So I think the Vikings will handle this one. Moving on, Baltimore on the road in New England against the Patriots. I got the Ravens bouncing back after their second half, fourth quarter meltdown against the Dolphins. Um, the Patriots, I picked them to win last week against the Steelers just because <laughs> I think they're literally the same team, but – Probably just have a better game manager in Mac Jones than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. But I got the Ravens. I kind of think, even though it's in Foxborough, they're kind of going to run away with this. Not going to say it's going to be like a 20-point blowout. But they'll definitely win by two scores, I'd say, on the road. I just think Lamar Jackson is just going to be running all over them and even dotting them up. Expect to see a little bit more of Mark Andrews. And kind of like that week one we saw with uh, Rashad Bateman and uh, DuVernay kind of getting down the sideline and Lamar airing it out. Um, I, I just – I don't even like this matchup for the Patriots right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think the Ravens will have a pretty good game. I think Lamar – have you – did you see those videos and clips of him like on the sideline? Like like at, like while they were giving up the lead – like he was pissed. He was like on the sideline, like yelling at coaches, just like looking, like just out of it, like hella depressed. Like I think Lamar has a big, big bounce back game where he just tries to put just like unreal numbers up against. Although it's not a good defense now, but I mean Bill Belichick over his career, he's just eliminated teams' best weapons and players. And I think Lamar kind of has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he was the best quarterback in that game on Sunday, and yet his team still lost. So I think Lamar's play isn't in question right now. I think they'll keep rolling those weapons they have on the outside. This is like the most we've ever seen Lamar throw to his receivers, which is pretty good, get those outside guys involved in Bateman and Duvernay. And I just think, like you said, Mark Andrews will have a big game. 
I just don't think this Patriots offense can keep up with Lamar Jackson. And I think Lamar will have his way through the air and on the ground and kind of put up a statement game after losing what should have been a win for them last week. Moving on, Philly on the road in Washington, divisional matchup. Uh, I was talking at work with some Eagles fans. I I like the Eagles here, kind of easy pick. No-brainer with the way they've played the Commanders. I think they have one win at this point. Yeah, they beat the Jags. Jaguars, yeah, they beat the Jags. Um, (laughs) I kind of... This game should be a blowout win for the Eagles and should be one of your uh, favorite type of wins, the blowout wins you want to see. It really should be where you see Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and... Who Kenneth Gainwell like in the second half get all the touches because they should be up. <laughs> yeah, um, little Carson Wentz revenge game. I'm down oh, yeah, for so it. I, yeah, that's what I was telling them. I was like, yo, Carson Wentz revenge game. All jokes, obviously, but I'm I'm down for it. But after the performance we saw with the defense last night on Monday, I just I just think the Eagles are too good right now. Jalen Hurts is playing the best football of his career. All the weapons are they're clicking. We're getting everyone involved. I just think the Eagles will be a little too much. A little they'll just overwhelm the Commanders. The Commanders are an okay team, like we kind of mentioned. I think they'll be middle of the pack somewhere, but I just think right now the Eagles are a tier ahead of them. And like you said, hopefully we have someone like Tyler Lockett on our sideline giving out uh, Carson Wentz's calls and. You know, showing what I he's doing. changed his hand signal. Bro, he was literally, like, tapping his wrist and locking. He was like, it's a go. It's a go. He ran right up the sideline go route. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I literally just watched it. It was like, they had him mic'd up, too. I think um, maybe the first quarter into the second quarter, it'll be competitive just because, you know, NFC division rival, they know how each other plays. So, it'll, it'll be somewhat of a... A close game, but and I want to. I think hopefully Slay will play because he got injured on that. Um, not the not the interception, but the play right before that where he caught the pick, where he dropped the pick against JJS in the end zone. Looks like he got banged up and like landed on his hip or leg wrong. So hopefully he'll be all right. But I mean, either way, if he is gonna miss time, gonna say, yeah, like, this is the game you would want to rest. Let him the commanders. Yeah, and if you blow it, I don't. Like, I don't think just... we'll we'll miss him that much. I think. Kind of like you said, it it'll just. I think the Eagles I mean, should you still be still got to, Bradbury. He could be a corner one. Yeah, Bradbury and Maddox in the slot. We'll, we'll be out, all right. Shout out Maddox, man. My <laughs> boy Avante Maddox and AC. Shout out Avante, man. Yeah, I think I think the Eagles go down into Washington, handle business like they pretty much always do in Washington, and we are undefeated at three and zero. All right, moving on. New Orleans divisional matchup: Saints on the road against the Panthers in Carolina. Um, Baker Mayfield zero and three. I got the Saints. I'm down Saints, with Saints winning this one. Um, Jameis Winston continues to be one of the funniest people that have 
ever stepped in between the lines in the NFL. Bro, just get Jameis like in a front TV of a mic show. and it's gonna be like a clip, bro. He's gonna <laughs> like, say something. It's gonna be something. Like he's he's insane. Yeah, Jameis. After he's done, man, I'm I really want to see him as like a broadcast analyst. It would be hilarious. But um, I think the Saints. They kind of played that close game with the Falcons in week one where they kind of should have had a better game. Um, They got to play a better complete game. Obviously, last week against the Bucs, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans one time a week or one time a year, always Mike Evans or Marshawn Lattimore gets in the head of Mike Evans and Mike Evans goes and wants to blindside Marshawn Lattimore. Um. But that's what good corners do. They do a lot of talking. They get in the heads of receivers. Yeah. Lattimore's still doing it, even though he's not the best, you know, number one cover corner. But he's still up there in terms of... Yeah, he's of, up there. He's elite. Yeah, he's still up there in terms of how good he is. But when you get in heads of receivers like that, it's pretty dangerous. So I know DJ Moore, not much of a hothead as Mike Evans, but... Um, <laughs> but not fucking Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Robbie. Yeah, I don't know. Turn that Kodak on if that happens. Well, man, I saw Florida gonna come out, man. Don't play but, with that Broward <laughs> shit, man. Bro, you not, bro. Stop repping Broward, bro. You not even from. I'm ripping South Florida, bro. Come on. All right, Robbie. So Palm I Beach. mean, the Saints. I like to see them come away with this win. This divisional matchup might be close, especially with the Panthers at home. I would like to see Baker Mayfield get a win just for his name. I mean, I don't entirely – I don't hate the guy, but just – I don't think he's a good quarterback. But 0-3 for them, and the Saints get a win. Yeah, you pretty much covered everything here. I think the Saints will – I think they pull it off. Jameis, I think he's back another week. It'll have time to heal, although he said everything always hurts. <laughs> I think he'll be back more healthy another week under Mike Thomas's belt. He'll be more productive, and I think Jameis will um, connect with Olave on one of those deep shots. I saw they were trying; they were targeting him. They were trying to get him the ball deep, just couldn't really connect on all of them. So I think that connection gets better. And like you said, I think that defense for the Saints, arguably one of the best in the league, I think they'll have Baker under control, and I think the uh, Saints should handle their business. One more thing. Uh, I guess not really headline, but Jarvis' first time playing against Baker since departing out of Cleveland or departing away from Baker has been his quarterback since, like, what, 2018? So it should be interesting just to see how those two guys react. Um, moving on, Jags on the road in L.A., SoFi Stadium against the Chargers. Um, this sh- This is as close as you should get to a mop of a game right here. Um, well, actually, I take that back because Justin Herbert's rib is fractured. Yeah, but I, th- I think he's still I think plays. he's still going to play. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a little hobbly. Hopefully he doesn't take too many hits. But impressive showing from the Jags last week, shutting out the Colts at home. <sighs> Duval was out there going wild. Yo, um, zero points is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even kick a field goal from us from a league MVP. But they they could have kicked a couple field goals at the end. But obviously, I mean, what's the point, bro? Exactly. But I don't know. This game should be handled by the Chargers 
if they want to show that they're premier team, you have to handle bad teams and subpar teams. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I think it'll be a convincing win for the Chargers. I mean, the Jaguars, like like you said, I'm a little high on them, but I'm also a realist, and I understand. I think they'll they'll put up some points against this Chargers defense. I can see them getting in the end zone two to three times, but – They'll score. Yeah, I'm high on that Jags offense. I think they they can move the ball with the best of them, and I think they'll be competitive for – Christian Kirk was looking good. He was in that that run game. (laughs) James Robinson, ETN, getting it done on the ground. So I think I think the Jags are they're moving in the right direction. They'll be able to keep up with certain teams, but I just think it'll be a matter of time till the Chargers run away with this. I mean that defense, Mac and Bosa looking like Mac and Bosa <laughs> coming off the both edges, which is crazy. Durling, arguably the best safety in the league. JC Jackson, although he looked a little shaky lot um against the Chiefs and gave up that one touchdown. First week back. Yeah, it was his first week back, so he gets another healthy week in the system. And Asante Samuel is playing really good football right now on the outside. Yeah, Asante so, looks good. Yeah, I think the Chargers are one of the most complete teams in the NFL and they just kinda, you know, had to play the Chiefs week two, which is always which is gonna be tough, but they were competitive. And I also think one thing to watch out on is those ribs of Justin Herbert and how well he's able to play because that last game, that throw he made after his rib after he got hurt was insane. Like it was third and one. I think he rolled out. He tried to check it down, but he you could just see like he wins. He's like, I can't get it off. He just throws it in the dirt. And then on fourth and one, he throws a fucking laser on a rope for like 40 yards. On the money and get some in the goal line. Get some on the goal line. So it's just like certain movements when you have that type of injury. Like yeah. it's gonna just pop up, and he's obviously gonna be scared to take a hit. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna be flinching. I think <laughs> he might be on his Rogers shit before the game. You feel me? Pop a couple perks, shit. Go out there and just sling the rock against a subpar Jags team. Yeah, moving on. The Rams in Arizona against the Cardinals here. I got the Rams. I know you didn't like how the Rams played last week. Um, Jalen Ramsey, once again, uh, I don't know why he was talking his shit. Um, they that played. was a crazy pick he caught, though. It was, it was a crazy pick. Yeah, it was No doubt, but, I mean, who'd they play? They played the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Like, but... I don't know. I like the way uh, Stafford finally threw that your boy Allen Robinson. That you know, you, you sent that message. I guess Stafford heard it. Stafford heard. Um, he threw that jump ball to Allen Robinson. For he should have had two touchdowns, but on some weird shit, he got called back. <laughs> but once again, I think that Cardinals game. I don't think Kyler Murray is gonna make. He he has to make those plays to win. Like when he was just running around for twenty seconds and scoring touchdowns. Like mm. I don't think it's gonna happen. I just think the Rams, obviously, defense isn't the best, but they're still good defense, above average. You got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, I just – I see the Rams pulling this one out. Going to be a tough sh- – uh, not a shootout, but it's going to be a close game, no doubt. Yeah. I, I could easily see the Rams winning, but I think right now the Cardinals are kind of in the same place as the Dolphins where – 
They're just coming off a really, really big win, and they got they got momentum swinging with them. Now, I can also see the Dolphins and the Cardinals coming off a super big win, kind of just coming out flat because they gave their all in the last game. But I think both teams, with just the way they won and the plays that were made, especially for the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, and I think the biggest part for this Cardinals game was, yeah, Kyler Murray got them down. Kyler Murray scored. He had the crazy run, the two-point conversion, all that. He got him to overtime. But it was the Cardinals' defense that stepped up and won them this game in overtime. So I think that's going to be really big going into this game. They're also at home. And I just don't think the Rams right now are as complete of a team as everyone thinks they are. Stafford is just a turnover machine. I think he's thrown like... He's always been. Yeah, he throws like two picks like every game. He's just going to turn the ball over once or twice because he only throws it to one person, so you know where he's going. And if this Cardinals defense can continue to make plays like they did last week, maybe just one big play to kind of swing the game and give him momentum, I think Kyler Murray can be good enough at home to make plays with his legs and his arm through the air. Hit Hollywood, Zach Ertz, Eagles legend. He's been doing this thing. And um, Dorch, that receiver is kind of coming out of nowhere. He's been playing really good. So I think they have some weapons. I think Kyler Murray does his best, gets them involved. And I, can, I think at home the Cardinals get it done. So moving on, Atlanta in Seattle, the Falcons against the Seahawks. Um I had the Falcons. I just made the change while <laughs> I was sitting here Seahawks. thinking about it. Yeah, I moved over to the Seahawks. I just, the way the 12th man showed up yeah. in that week one, even I wanted to pick an upset victory. Maybe Kyle Pitts gets, you know, going. But he needs to. He needs to, no doubt. But let's be real playing in Seattle is no easy task. Mariota, I guess he's a veteran now at this point, but <laughs> I just I, I really wanted the Falcons to pull off an upset and maybe get, you know, like Cordero Patterson going or something, but it's just it's too far fetched on the road, I think, for me. So I'm rocking with Geno Smith, the Seahawks, and maybe uh Rashad Penny get more than like ten yards this week. <laughs> well not with Kenneth Walker coming back healthy. I don't think Oh yeah, he's coming back. Well, he was back last week. Oh, That's yeah. why he only got 10 yards. Yeah, kind of just going along with everything you said. Honestly, right now, the Falcons might be the worst team in football. <laughs> they might be. Like, it, it's close. The offense just, it, it's, it's, question, it's like question marks, bro. Like, they were so close how to could you, one. How could you not, like, get Kyle Pitts, who's arguably the best athlete at the tight end position? It's either him or Darren Waller. Outside of those two guys, like there's literally mad, they're matchup nightmares, and they don't even line up Kyle Pitts as a tight end. They literally put him out fucking wide as a receiver, and he's still not getting targets. But Drake London, the rookie, is getting all the looks, which I'm high on Drake London. I think he'll be nice. Team light skin, you feel me? I think he'll he'll put up numbers. But I just think at this point, you gotta get. Well, he's not a veteran. It's his second year. But the established player who can produce, you yeah, got to get him involved. He was a thousand-yard receiver yeah. last year. But going on with what you said, I think the Seahawks playing at home, the 12th man was rocking. Although I don't, I don't think it'll be as crazy as it was for Russ's home return. return. Yeah. But I think it'll be enough. And 
Geno Smith and that Seahawks offense can I think they if they can do enough to beat the Broncos, I think they can definitely do enough to beat this Falcons team. You think you think he's gonna be picking them apart and coach Jason Brown's gonna be like Geno Smith is picking apart this Falcons defense like that one week. Um listen, they wrote him off and he ain't right back, man. He was in New York for a long time. That's <laughs> he was writing a pretty lot. Pretty bad. <laughs> um moving on. Green Bay on the road in Tampa. Here's where we we make a split in picks. I got the Bucks at home. No Mike Evans suspended. Although um, he appealed it. I don't know I don't know if it'll he'll win or not. It's Goodell's league, let's be honest. Um <laughs> Brady, I, I said he hit the wall, but at home in Tampa, uh just that Florida weather. I don't know if you know Aaron Rodgers, Perkyo Rodgers is ready for it. I just I think the Bucks kind of I don't even know if it's an upset at this point considering they're the home team, but they're down so many weapons. I'd like to see the run game get going for the Bucks in this one. I just think it's gonna and the be the Bears were able to run against them last week too. Yeah. Exactly. Against the, the pack. Yeah. I I think it's gonna be a close game. If the Packers win it, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think the Bucks at home, if they want to be that juggernaut like you said. They have to win these games at home and get a statement win. Well, I think they're playing against another juggernaut in the NFC and the Packers. That's right. <laughs> it could go either way. It could, yeah. I'm going to rock with the Packers here. Like we said, Brady, is, you kind of touched on Brady hitting that wall. And I, like, Brady hitting a wall right now is it's, not, he's still a top 10 quarterback in the yeah. league. Like, he's still elite. I just don't think he'll be. Like number on a tra- two, yeah. Like trajectory, like three. he was last year, where he threw for like crazy five thousand yards, the most yards and touchdowns in the league. But that being said, he kind of touched on those weapons being down for the um Bucks. Mike Evans most likely going to be out with the suspension. Godwin still banged up, didn't play last week from that ACL. And Julio, he did his Julio thing, played one good game, somehow tweaked something. If I had to bet money, it was his hamstring. Yeah, I'm I'm more than likely sure it's his hamstring, and uh, and he's out. So he's going to be working with that hamstring. And what, Russell Gage is going to be their number one healthy receiver going into this game? I just think the They signed Cole Beasley. (laughs) I'm sure he won't make a difference. But, I mean, Cole Beasley was decent for the Bills. But I think that Packers defense, who came off a good game last week against the Bears, although it was the Bears and um, Jalen Hurts, and this is a whole different story with Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. I do think the fact that they're down those weapons, I think that'll that'll be the um the big key of this game. The Packers defense taking advantage of Brady not being able to have anyone to really go to in the past game and. I think we see those Packers weapons on the offensive side of the ball get going more, especially Kristen Watson, Romeo Dobbs. We want to see those guys get involved more, and I think that will happen. And also that run game. Even though the Bucks are known for having a really good run defense, I mean, they have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, two of the arguably the best in the league at their position. And I think I think the Packers will just be too much to handle for the Bucks at home. Um, Julio Jones is a knee injury, not a hamstring. Same shit, bro. Um, <laughs> but don't sleep. You talked about the weapons on the Bucks. UCF legend Brashad Perryman. Brashad Perryman is going to do nothing. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like to see. Although something to watch out for that game, I think they're saying, bro, we might be getting a tropical storm or a hurricane coming. Yeah, I think they were saying in the like Gulf, the and they're saying is it's going up like the west coast of the Panhandle of Florida. Yeah. So that that should de- that should really that you might. No, Aaron Rodgers not ready for that. He's not, but I don't know. They might delay the game if it becomes like a big problem, or they, they might, might play it somewhere it, else. Yeah. yeah, they did that uh, last. I yeah, think with the, the Saints, the Week One matchup, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, Niners on the road in Denver against the Broncos. Um, Broncos country, they lost. Um, uh, I got Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Broncos country, they lost. That's funny. Jimmy G. He's gonna come out. He had something to prove last week when Trey Lance went down. Obviously, Trey Lance wishing him a speedy recovery. But Jimmy G, I don't know. Maybe it was just like that one game he always has, and everyone's like, oh, we should pay him all this money. That's why he got that contract. But you're playing against the Broncos, really haven't done too much this year. Week one was atrocious. Week two, you played a subpar subpar team in the Texans. Um, The Niners, the weather in week one sucked. It was kind of bad in week two as well. It was raining. Yeah, but I mean, that week one was just yeah, it was, it unplayable. It I don't know how they played. <laughs> um, it just, I could see the Broncos winning this, but I, I like Jimmy G, Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk was getting targeted last week. He was looking good. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., get him some touches. But I. I just don't see the Broncos. Like, Judy's a question mark right now. Yeah, him and KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler missed last week. They just, if they don't, if the Broncos don't get the ground game going, it's just not going to be a good year for them at this point. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And I, I, I really agree with what you were just saying there. I mean, we all saw the memes of, you know, when Trey Lance got hurt, the, you know, the Jimmy G coming in, like him smiling. <laughs> Trey like, Lance is getting carted off the you, field. They were showing like, like Trey Lance at the strip club or whatever. Yeah, lap dance Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think Jimmy, although this this situation just kind of sucks for Trey Lance, bro. It's tough because you can say that no, like the 49ers, even the players in the locker room, they wanted Jimmy G to be the quarterback this whole way. And now they finally get what they want, but at the expense of Trey Lance's broken ankle. And with Trey Lance, it was more of the, the potential or upside play, you know? Yeah. And with Jimmy G, you know what this team is. They're a playoff team. They're going to make the playoffs. They have the talent. And I just think at this point, I was watching on um, the herd. I think Nick Wright made a really good point when talking to Colin, and Colin was like, "Well, you know why he's out on Trey Lance? That's a whole other story." But <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, you went from really high to really low for some reason. <laughs> Shout out, live, Betty. But um, Nick Wright, he kind of made the com- DM. <laughs> he kind of made the comparison of saying, "If you're, you know, making a trip across the country," he was like, "If I give you one car and I tell you." It's going to get you across the country, but it's guaranteed to stop you halfway. Or I give you another car where it might stop halfway, or it could possibly take you all the way. It's like, which car are you going to take? And it's the one that could possibly get you all the way in. I think that was a really good... in the beginning, yeah. But, I mean, there's the chance of it getting there. But you know with Jimmy G, there's no chance. And I think that was a really good comparison of the situation of the two going on, whereas... With Trey Lance, you didn't really know what his potential was. He could have been, you know, 
that player to put you over the hump in the playoffs. But, I mean, at this point, he's out of the question for this year at least. And with Jimmy G coming in, we saw what that 49ers offense did last year. Debo got hella touches. The run game was strong. And Jimmy G is going to do what Jimmy G does. Find open players. Be accurate, not really stretch the ball down the field, but be able to get the ball in the hands of those playmakers in that West Coast Kyle Shanahan offense. So I think the the 49ers, I think they'll be better in the regular season and maybe even in the postseason. It just sucks that they don't get to see the potential that they possibly had in Trey Lance this year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Sunday night game. I really don't know how you picked this team to win, considering, <laughs> and I picked the other team, considering our preseason predictions, but things change, rearrange, and so do I. Um, All right, Cole. <laughs> Cowboys on the road in New York against the Giants. I got the G-Men. Uh, Cooper Rush, he played good. Last week, the Cowboys pulled off a win somehow against the Bengals. We both picked the Bengals. Um the Giants are 2-0. and I don't think anyone in 2022 is saying that the Giants would be 2-0. and But here we are, week three. Giants 2-0, and Sunday night. Cowboys, once again, Cooper Rush against Danny Dimes. Expect Daniel Jones. Isn't it always a primetime game where he just runs and gets tripped by the grass? <laughs> but uh, Giants at home. I just don't see the Cowboys winning it on the road. Um, think it's going to be a close game, a gritty game. Uh, no more than like 21 points scored for each each team individually. But I got the Cowboys, I mean the Giants. I think Saquon's going to have a pretty good, solid game. And I just think that the Giants pull it off at home. They they have to. They're 2-0. I mean, they, they can't beat the Cowboys as a divisional matchup. But... You're playing without their quarterback. They pay hundreds of millions. You gotta win this game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think week three now this is also like a disclaimer. I could give two fucks about who wins this game. They're not better than the Eagles, so I don't care. But I do think I just think the Cowboys are they're they're playing with the momentum. They got a good one against the Bengals. I think the key to this game will be that Cowboys defense. The Giants, in week one, they played the Titans, who just got washed by the Bills and lost to the Giants offense. And then week two, who did the Giants play? Who did the Giants just play? They played on... Um, um, they played the Panthers. They, yeah, they beat the Panthers. They, no one's writing home about They're the winning Panthers. close games. Nobody's writing home against the Panthers defense. I think this Cowboys defense, with it being primetime... Everyone will be able to see Daniel Jones's flaws and the fact that he just isn't accurate and doesn't hit open receivers. And I think we'll also they'll also shine a light on Micah Parsons and he's been going crazy this year. He's literally just been like like winning drives and downs on him like by himself. So I think Micah Parsons has a really good game against this offensive line. Although the um. Giants online has been decent. Andrew Thomas has been one of the best left tackles in football. And so he was supposed to be a bust. Yeah, like, he were... he got off to a really rough start at the beginning of his career, but the second end of his um rookie season, I think he showed it around turn promise. And last year he played really good football. So, in his third season, I believe this year he's getting off to a really good start. 
They got um Evan Neal on the other side. So this Giants online isn't completely horrible. While you t- while you're talking about Andrew Thomas, the same draft class, the Browns Jedrick Wills. Um, Andrew Thomas was worse than Jedrick Wills at the start of his career, and now Jedrick Wills looks like Andrew Thomas at the start of his career because Wills. Yeah, he started he off really strong. He started off super strong, didn't he? Yeah, and now yeah. now he's like one of the worst graded tackles. That's tough, but I think that'll be a really, really good battle. Michael Tom, um, Michael Parsons versus Thomas over there on that on the on the line, and then I think um Diggs coming off a big game against Jamar last week. He there was <laughs> Jamar was like he's he's either on or off, and then Diggs ended up having a pretty decent game guarding him. So I mean, none of the receivers on this Giants team are as good as nowhere near Jamar Chase. Kenny Galladay is, what, the highest-paid receiver in the league and plays two snaps. Kadarius Toney, one of the most explosive weapons in the league with the ball in his hand, like, just doesn't get touches. I mean, you have, what, 31-year-old Sterling Shepard coming off Achilles' injury, leading the team in targets. I just really don't understand what – and – I was higher on Dable, and you kind of were not, weren't really believing in it. And I mean, he's winning them games, but I, I just really don't understand what that offense is doing now. They're getting Saquon the ball, which is good, but I just think they're not getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers yeah, and the people they need to get the ball to. And I think a defense with the Cowboys being the toughest one they face so far in prime time, it'll be a big game. I think Cooper Rush does enough, does what he needs to do. Do you see um, Michael Irving said he turned into Tom Brady on that last drive? Bro, am, <laughs> that was a throw take. But I, while, while that topic's on, Deion Sanders also did say uh, it would be like to a MVP. He, he was on the Barstool podcast with like Dave Portnoy. Yeah. And Deion predicted it. Michael Irving, I thought that was a little out of pocket. But that just reminded me because when Dion said it, everyone was calling him out of pocket. But Cooper Rush did look good, bro. I cannot good. lie, especially in that, in that, bro. But Tom Brady's yeah. is a wild comparison. Back on that stuff again, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Irvin, funny, bro. But yeah, I think Cooper Rush plays, you know, well enough. Good game manager football, and this Cowboys defense end up making a lot of plays and get them in plus territory to where Cooper Rush just has to get the ball out to his weapons in uh CD Lamb and get the I think they get those guys in the backfield a lot of touches too. Tony Pollard looked really good. He broke off a nice run against the Bengals last week and Zeke who was average he I think he's averaging Good amount of yards per carry this year. Like yeah, I don't four get or it. Five. You, got, you might as well feed Zeke and Tony Pollard. Those two guys are also another yeah. another really good Although running back. Don Schultz might. I think he's out this week. Is he? Yeah, I think he he got a knee and tissue injury or something like that. But I just I know without Dak, it really hurts, and the Giants have been just finding ways to win games. But I just think this Cowboys defense might be a little too much for Danny Dimes in the prime time. Uh, Zeke, 4.2 yards of carry, With league that average. Four point, that's, that's good. That's, yeah. You know, that's serviceable Solid, numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 25 attempts, 105 yards. Um, they really haven't gotten him any. He has two receptions for negative seven yards. Tough. Yeah. But Tony Pollard mainly the pass catching back when it comes to – Mm-hmm. Cowboys offense. Moving on, Monday Night Football. Um, I did say Jags Chargers might be the biggest mop, 
But I forgot about this game. The back end. The Chiefs on the road in Indianapolis against the Colts, who just got shut out by the Jags. Um, I got the Chiefs. I don't, I don't need to do any talking. Yeah, and what's sad about this is when the NFL is making the schedule like this was supposed to be a good game. Like they figured this would be, you know, a somewhat competitive game, but this honestly could be one of the worst primetime games of like all time just based on how these two teams are playing right now. And like you said, man, Chiefs are hot, better coach, better quarterback, better team overall. These are just, like you said, good teams got to win games against the bad teams, and I think this is a game the Chiefs win. They roll the Colts. I think the score might be closer than what we think just because the it's Chiefs go. Be 30 points, but the Chiefs go up so much clock. early. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs are going to go up by like, see, like 21 or 28. Clyde Edwards Hilaire with yeah. the ball in their hands. And then I, I can. I don't think the Colts get shut out again. Like, I can see nah. them. If Michael Pittman plays, that's not happening. Which he should. In he week should. one, he was snapping. Yeah, he was getting he was getting hella targeted. But the, Col- the Chiefs will win. Colts yeah. aren't good right now. No doubt. That, that wraps up our week three picks right now, man. One ahead on the leaderboards here in week two. You were talking your shit after week one. I'm not worried, bro. I gotta talk my shit. Yeah, you now. just copied all my picks this week. Just no, to I didn't. Make it I didn't. Insane. I literally picked the Falcons to be different, and then I was like, that's just a <laughs> dumb pick, bro. Oh, be different, literally... bro. Be different. They could win. Bro, okay. Yeah, anyways, you, you, you wanna see me feel... Uh, not really, but uh, I don't believe in Mariota. So, like, come on. I'm picking the home team. I like the Falcons... You like the Falcons' weapons better than the Seahawks? They got, like, the same weapons. The Seahawks got DK. Lock it. Yeah. And they got Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Drake London. He hasn't really proved anything yet, but... Kyle Pitts who they don't throw to. Exactly. That's why I'm taking the Seahawks. <laughs> like, I don't know. You literally give me reasons not to pick the Falcons, and you want me to pick them. But that wraps up ours. Let's talk about baseball just really quick, because your Dodgers... First team to hit the 100 uh, win mark a couple, maybe a week and a half ago. Clinched the playoffs, I believe, a couple, five, six days ago, maybe a week. Um, Listen, there's, cl- not really, the title. there's not really much to keep up I mean, with now, man, until until October starts. See, bro. I mean, the Dodgers, fake ass fan. 100 wins. We, we're coasting, bro. We, we got it clinched. You feel me? NL West was, I, I think that division... It was super tough last year. It kind of went down this year with the Giants not being as good. And then we all know what happened with Tatis. But, I mean, the Dodgers, they're just playing really, really, really good team baseball right now. Everyone's got the bats going at the right time. And then Mookie Betts is playing, like, out of his mind right now. He's having his best hitting career, his best hitting season of his career. And I just think, honestly... Like it always does with the Dodgers, bro. It'll just come down to pitching. Like, one, can our pitchers stay healthy? Dustin May coming back off of Tommy John's, I believe. He's been looking really good. I think uh, either the last game or the game before that against the Diamondbacks, I believe. He pitched um, a no-hitter through, like, four or five innings or something like that. So it's good to see he has a good command of the ball. But like you said, bro, until the playoffs start, like, it's not really the – Touch on right now. Yeah, Kershaw threw la- last night six innings, ten Ks. Yeah, classic Kershaw stat line. They won. Today. And then we got to hit the ball in the playoffs too, because we always have like a hundred wins. Trey Turner, man, shout out five six one 
Park Vista legend. Uh, Trey Solid. Um, and the Dodgers won today against six to five against the D backs. Not surprising. Trey Turner three for one. Justin Turner had three hits. Okay, JT. Yeah. And my team right now, the the youngest team in baseball, kind of shocking the world. No one thought. I mean, they were supposed to be bottom of the barrel in the A A A L Central. I almost said A L C, bro. But the A L Central, the Cleveland Guardians, man, they got the youngest team. If they make the playoffs, I saw some weird stat. They'd be like the youngest team uh, with plate appearance, batter's face, some weird, some weird ass shit. You know, baseball throwing out some random stats. Um, right now, that's all baseball is, bro. Just stats, bro. Bro, I mean, analytics. It's 162 games of pastime baseball, but right now, up one nothing on the White Sox, top of the second. I think they got a four game lead on them. Uh, they gotta figure out a way to win that AL Central because no one thought they'd be there. Um, they just gotta find a way to hit the ball, bro. They can't hit for anything. Some days, like. Pitching is always going to be solid. Just shout out Tristan McKenzie, another five six one legend. Um, Where do you go to school? Royal Palm. Royal Palm. Yeah, I believe it was Royal Palm, but he's snapping. Um, Bieber's looking good. Jose Ramirez is carrying the team, hitting. But Ahmad Rosario, Ahmed Rosario, snapping. Oscar Gonzalez is on the come up. That team's really young, and for Cleveland, it's always a young team, bro, just because they're a small market team, can never pay anybody. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they just – this is what they always do, bro. They find a way to win with teams, and arguably one of the best one-two punches between James Karinchek and one of the best closers in Emmanuel Classe. So if they find a way to get to the playoffs, they can win some close games. But I, I just want to see Cleveland baseball back in the playoffs. It's been depressing since, what was it, 2016, 2017 against the Cubs. I mean, just looking for Cleveland to get live again when it comes to baseball. And I think it's their year, bro. So we're going to see how it shakes up. I mean, end of we'll, the season. We'll talk more baseball around. as the playoffs yeah. go on. Probably next week. I think the regular season has like a week and a half left. So we're, we're coming right down to it. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, man, that's going to conclude our episode four, the Go to Go podcast, man. Uh, let us know right now who you think's going to win the season picks because it's neck and neck right now. Um, it's too early to tell, bro. Too early to tell for sure. Only in week three of the NFL season. But excited Although for that. Although both weeks, neither one of us have gone negative. Which yeah, is, exactly. We're, we're, we're both doing solid, bro. Like, if you really good picks. wanted to lock some, you know, money on and you did straight bets all around, you're winning money every time. Yep. But, well, except for you this week, you're breaking even, which still, you're walking out. Damn, I'd rather break even than lose. Obviously. And by the way, when I said smash that Chiefs over... I saw a stat today that the under is hitting 64% of the time right now in the NFL. So smash the unders in week three. Um, mm. Smash yeah. the under. 64% right now are hitting. Yeah, yeah. Vegas um, triple. And also lives. the underdogs, I think like 59% are winning um, when it comes to bets. But yeah, There's been some wild games. Yeah, I'm excited for that Thursday night matchup. I'm not. You're going to have to stay up late for that one. Um. But yeah, 
episode four, man. Appreciate y'all. Y'all let us know. Like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate Apple Music it. Podcast. Sure. Go ahead and click that share button. It's been episode four. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate it.